Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy weather Gonna kick old trouble out the door. Be out old Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Now relax. If nature calls, your prostate is playing up, the bikey next door needs a cup of sugar for his meth lab, Relax. <laughs> the program is podcast. You can access the podcast at any time by going to 3cr.org.au. My name is Joseph Toscano and my co-host and brilliant, extraordinaire technician, <laughs> radio hack, Dale Bridge, Empress Dowger. How out there? I'm plodding along. You're plodding along. I know there's a bit of ups and downs in your life, but all I can say is... Stick to it, because life after death isn't very pretty. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, I'll just so plot along. Plot along like the rest of us. Yep, that's right. Now, talking about plotting, we don't have a plotter in the studio. No. We have a star. <laughs> we have a star. Pamela Young. Hi, Pamela. Hello to you and to the listeners. Uh, we have... No listeners. <laughs> you laugh. Oh, well, I, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go into that. No, there are billions of listeners. Good. The stars are listening. Good. Nobody else is listening. Well, I wasn't talking about radio. I was talking about I, I was married to an army officer. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I know it's <laughs> like when nobody's listening. <laughs> nobody's listening. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Now, young, can I call, will I call you Pam or Pamela? Or Pam, 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 Pam's Pam. fine, yeah. yeah. I won't, I won't call you Pamela Ann with no, an E. No, young. no, 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 just no, no. Pam. No, that's too much information. That's too much information. <laughs> I've outed her. I've outed her. She's in big trouble. Behave yourself, Joe. Yeah, look, I was warned that I uh, wasn't to make any Benny Hill jokes today, <laughs> which is a red rag to a bull. Now, Pam, we only asked two questions on this program. Right. We've got 54 minutes to answer them. Right. The first question takes five seconds to answer. Right. So you've got, you've got 50... Got to fill in. Got to fill in. So right. the first question, just to orientate our listeners, I'm not being rude. What yep. year were you born? Uh, 1943. 43. Yeah. 76. Kidding. You're kidding. Me. I'm not. I'm kidding. looking at you. You don't look 76. <laughs> I look Thank 76. Thank you. <laughs> No, no, I don't flatter anybody. You know, if you no. know me, I don't flatter people. Yeah. No. I thought, oh, she's a little bit. You know, a little bit biggish, a bit like me. I thought to myself, she yeah. looks about 65. Yeah. No, 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 76. 76. Good blood, good blood. My mother's 97 and she's still going. My God, what's it yep. like having a... Yeah, yeah. What's it like? My mother died 12 years ago. My father died 25. Uh, what's it like being 76 um, having a mother at that um, age? Uh, 
There's a fifth commandment, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, She's right. okay. She's, She's okay. okay. She's okay. So, uh, and the next question, what's the first thing that you remember about being on planet Earth? Well, funnily enough, it's, um, I remember being at Princess Pia Mm-hmm. And my mother and my auntie putting me onto a, um, it must have been a tin drum that was uh, on the side of the, um, the building. Right. Uh, we were seeing my aunt off. She was going to America to marry a American uh, soldier. Yeah, yeah GI. Yeah. Um, and I can remember the streamers all being crossed. Mm-hmm. In those days, mm-hmm. they used to have streamers. They right. used to throw off the, the right. ships right. and everybody singing. Right. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And, and what, she was one of many American brides? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the boat yeah. was full of people going off to America, America, you know, and I guess for that same sort of reason, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I might have been about four, about, about four. four years old. Right, yeah. and you still yeah. remember? Yep, yep. They didn't yep. tip you into the, into the bay. No, 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 they didn't. That's all right. No. That's okay. I've kind of... It's a I, I was spoiled. Um, I had... Um, my, my dad was in the Navy. Right. So um, if you had two children under five mm. and your father was away in the war, yep. they gave you a house in Commission House. Right. And we went to West Essendon. Mm-hmm. And so two of my aunts that were not married at the time came and lived with us. Right. So I was a pretty spoiled kid in those days. What, were your only child at that stage? Uh, no, I had a brother, uh-huh. but... Um, but because I was the girl and they didn't have any family and they right. weren't married or that, right. they, you know, they used to gush right. over me. So right. I was pretty lucky, yeah. It's a little yeah. bit different to today, isn't it? Yes. Very yes. different. Yeah. I mean, your father goes to war, he's got two kids under five and yep. the yep. state looks after mum and the kids. Exactly, exactly, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember much about your dad? Nope. Nope. Can I <laughs> ask why? Don't want to know anything about my dad. You don't want to know. That's no, fair enough. No, okay. No. He came home five times, I think, and we had five kids, and that, that was, was about it. all I knew that about him. Yeah, 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 he, he yeah. was a sperm donor. Yeah, yes, basically. exactly, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call him? They call him a deadbeat father. <laughs> that's they, right. That's right, exactly right. right. Yeah. We're not even mentioning yeah, his name, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about your poor mum, five kids. Mum... Uh, look, do you know what? I didn't like my mum when I was young because she was so tough. You know, right, and right. she, if she said something, that was it. You know. Yeah. But I am so thankful this in this day and age that she did what she did because I wouldn't be the person I am today yeah. if it hadn't have been for her. You know. And things like you know, I had to be home at midnight mm-hmm. if we went out. You know. And one night I thought, oh, back of this, I'm not coming home at midnight. Right. I'm going out to coffee with everybody else. And I got home at quarter to one. And I'm right. walking up Puckle Street in Mooney Ponds, right. and a police car pulls up. Right. And he goes, what's your name, girls? And Because we're all Pam, the yeah. three of us. How old were you? How old you? About 18. Yep, yep, yep. Pam Watson, Pam Lacey, and Pam Sinclair. Right. <laughs> so he gets to me, Pam Sinclair, and he goes, you get home. You get on that next bus and you get home. Your mother's reported you're missing. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I never, ever did it again. I came home at midnight, you know, because that's the sort of person she was, you know. Even when we were at school, we went to Everfoldy State School, and if we weren't on the road coming home, she'd come to the corner of the street and she'd look up, and if she couldn't see us coming up, she'd take a bit of a stick off the side of the road and she'd come looking for us. Right. And you've got to whack around the legs with the stick if, if you're coming right. down the lane because we weren't allowed to come down the lane. Right. You know? did, did your aunt stay with you for long? Um, 
Yes, um, my aunt that ended up marrying um, a, a the, her fiance was in the navy too, mm-hmm. and um, he was they were building a house in Strathmore, mm-hmm. and so they lived with us um, when they first married, and he used to he built the house himself. He had a push bike, didn't right. have a car, right. and he used to put the wood on his back, strap the wood to his back, and push push bike up to Strathmore, Strathmore right up yeah. near right up near the airport, right. and built this house. You know, and then they shifted into the house, and right. I used to go and stay weekends with them because he was sort of like a father figure to me. You know, he was right. he was a really really kind man, a lovely man. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. how about the other kids? Were they? Um, my other sister, my mm. next sister, she used to go there with them too, and she right. she also got a, grew up with their influence. Right. And um, my brother, no, he was a sort of a loner, four girls and one boy. He All sort right. of you yeah, know did his yeah, own thing. thing yeah. And also getting back to mum being a stickler, if he had boys playing, they had to play in the backyard, and if we had girls playing, they had to play in the front yard. Yeah. That, that's how that's how strict <laughs> she, she was. You know, she, she was she was she was a she was a real strict lady. So she know. was a single mum all that time, or yep. Yep. Oh no, she wouldn't. <laughs> she become a man hater, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, five times bigger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she that must have been very tough. We we laugh about it. It was tough in the forties and fifties with five kids. Come yeah, on. yeah. But do you know what? Now I think about it. Um, mm. We never went without anything. You know, mm. you know apart from probably. Um, she wasn't a, a loving person. She mm-hmm. couldn't, um, she wasn't tactile or anything, right. you know. And she said to me once, that's because her mother wasn't either. So right. I vowed and cleared, declared there and then I was mm. going to change all that. When I had children or mm. I had somebody, mm. I was going to give love. And I've given love to everybody all my life. Right. So, you know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's made me the person I am. It really has. But mm. I can remember, um, she used to knit. And she used to knit these beautiful jumpers, and I used to take them to the people and and collect three shillings right. for a whole jumper, a whole you know, jumper. A, a whole jumper, a fair old jumper mm. with uh, horses' heads on it and things like that, just beautiful things. You know. mm. And then she started. Um, you probably don't wouldn't remember these, but um, Marquee Knitwear had little kids' matinee jackets, and they had little rosebuds and right. lambs and that embroidered mm. on them. Mm. And Mum used to sit for hours and hours just embroidering all these things just to make some money, you know. This, this is to augment her uh, single parents' benefit? or Sorry? Did, did she, was there a single parents' benefit at that stage, or did she have to no, rely? No, Nothing, no, so. no, no. Luckily, um, they hadn't changed the uh, war, the um, military... Um, Pensions in those days, they uh, they used to automatically take the money out of the man's wage right. to um, to give them to, to give them money. But then that changed, and then it was up to the men to give the women what what they deserved. And she got nothing from then on. So mm. she worked from then on. She worked at the showgrounds doing catering, mm. and she used to mm. work for a fellow doing. Um, Balls and things like that, you know, mm. the food, prepa- yep. pre- preparing yep. all the food and all that. So she worked, she worked pretty hard, you know. No, really. it was very little. I think a lot of people realise it wasn't until the early 70s that, you know, major single parents' benefits came exactly, in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, during the Whitlam yeah. government. And that's, that's she, I used to fight with the old man. Mm. And she'd say to me, don't fight with him. What are we going to do if he's not here? And I used to think, you're better off without him, you know. But I didn't realise the financial 
thing that, in those yeah, days, you know. Yeah. But she did say to my other sister about after he'd gone, she said, uh, she said I should have let Pam talk him into going years ago okay. because she said we're better off now. She knew where she stood then. She knew how much money was coming mm. in. She didn't mm. have to balance money or right. you know worry right. about what's going to happen here or what's going to mm. happen there. You know, so yeah, so mm. yeah, so anyway, um, you did, know, did, did you ever did you ever meet your grandmother or grand? Father. Yes, yes, and, yes. And we, were they here, born here in this country? My, or they my, came? my grandfather was mm. Patrick Mulhern, mm. so I um, guess you can yeah, guess where, where he, he came, came from. from. Yeah. Had bright red hair and, yeah, <laughs> and he, the he, Irish he, accent. Oh, you know? I reckon he came from South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can remember him. Um, he had the loudest voice you've ever heard, and uh. he used to take all us kids, all the grandkids and that, and the cousins and that, in his wood truck. And he used a horse and cart, cart yeah. and he would collect all the wood from around the back of the farm and everything, you know. Yeah. So we'd we'd all be stuck in the back of the the thing with the wood, you know. Yeah. So yes. and Grandma, she was really she was a tough lady. She yeah. was an Irish lady, and she was pretty tough. And that was a mixed marriage, so they had to contend with the fact that. Um, mm. uh, now, uh, when you say uh, explain to people, was, oh, okay. But, I mean, Ca- I mean, Catholic we, we and laugh, Protestant. Yeah, we laugh these days when <laughs> yeah. we talk about a mixed marriage. Yeah, exactly. We talk about race. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You're no. talking about Catholic and, Catholic and Protestant. And that was yeah. seen in those days uh, as beyond yeah. the veil. Well, well, why do you think <laughs> I've got the ear on the end of the air? And that's, that's right, right exactly. That's right. Yeah, uh, so we'd go down this street and they'd say, and that's where your, your, your grandmother lives down, your great grandmother lives down there, you know, but we never never went to visit her because she was the Catholic side. And, oh, you know, right. and yeah, was that, was that yeah. bad, was it? Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. yeah. And then I had a lovely Nana and Pa in mm. Flemington. Right. Um, that when when actually when Mum got pregnant with me, she came down to Melbourne and lived with them for a while before right. she got the house in Essendon, and uh, they were beautiful. They were lovely. Actually, he wasn't. He was a bad-tempered old bugger, but we never knew that because right. Nana used to cover up for him. You know, she used. To, you know, when he went to kiss him, he'd always give you a raspberry, and she'd make a joke of it. You know, yeah, but yeah. It, you know, but yeah. So, but they were they were they were steady. That was steady. Yeah, yeah. So, where did you go to school? I went to um, Aberfeldy State School. Oh, isn't that interesting? You didn't yeah. go to a Catholic school. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. But but years later, I sent my son to a Catholic school, and All so right. did my younger sister. Mm. And Mum said, "What did I do wrong? Why are they sending <laughs> their kids to Catholic school?" <laughs> and I said, "Because I know he's a rebel, and he will won't won't get the education anywhere else. So that's why I'm sending him there. You know, they can get their their." Yeah. Finger on the pulse, yeah. but then yeah, and uh, then I went to um, once again the girls and boys segregated. My right. brother went to Eston Tech, and I went to Flemington Girls. It was called Flemington Domestic Art School in those days. Uh-huh. And the first thing you did was they gave you a piece of material and taught you how to sew, and you made your cooking apron mm. and your cooking hat, and that that's that's what you're you in, you're then you what did you, the cooking. You know, remember yeah. what year this was? Oh, gee. Um, so well, 43, and I started school in 48, and the school burnt down, so we had to go to all different schools. You didn't burn it down. Oh, no, I didn't burn right, it down, no, no. I, was very I just wanted to clear that. I was very upset about the school yeah, burning right. down, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to clear um, that. Yeah, uh, so that's so 48, 49. Uh, so? It'd be about 50, 50, in the 50s, 51, 52. 52. So not much was expected of you. 
Um, no, girls had to learn how to cook and mm. sew and um, wash and all that sort of thing. And I remember the first time I saw a Pope washing machine, you know, the ones with the, with the roller on the top. Oh, and that. yes, yes. And I it says, that. you know, um. Dale wouldn't remember that. Uh, no, roller. Dale wouldn't remember that. <laughs> they've got a guard on them and it yeah. says, you know, don't put your hands further than here. So, of course, being me, yeah. I had to put my hands further <laughs> and that man went right through the roller yeah. of, the, of the washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't hurt. It's, it opened up as, as my hand got further into it, yeah. it just released yeah. it, you know, yeah, yeah, um, but I didn't, ha- I hated um, secondary school, I Why? really hated Why? it, um, being out of my area, no friends, they bought me a bike for Christmas and I had to ride the bike to school and back, you know, which right. from Essendon from, to Flemington's a pretty, way, pretty yes. hard tack, yeah. you know. And uh, I used to bring home all the dogs and cats so that were lost. You know. right. <laughs> Are you lost? I go in the basket, <laughs> off you go. You go. You know. And, uh, yeah, so, um, and I didn't make friends very easily in those days. I didn't, I wasn't, con- <laughs> as much as you might not believe it, I didn't talk much. Right. I didn't converse yeah. with people much at yeah. all. I yeah. couldn't talk to boys and I really didn't talk to anyone. About, I didn't open up and talk about anything much. Right. You know, so, yeah. so, um May holidays, 13 and a half. Mm. I said to Mum, I'm not going back. At and 13 she said, and a half. Yeah, 13 and a half, because you could leave school at 14 in those days. So, so like I was going to be 14 in the May holidays. So 56, yeah, 56, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I was um, going to um, uh, go to leave school no matter what. So she said, oh, well, I'll get you a job at the Grosby Shoe Factory. And I said, I'm not working in a bloody shoe factory. So right. I went across the road to my... She's always said she's had four, four, that people say, how many children you got? She says, I've got three girls, one boy and a snob. And I'm the snob, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so I went across across the road to my friend across the road who's had a big sister who was working. And Mm. I said, mum wants me to work in the shoe factory. I don't want to work in the shoe factory. She said, well, can you learn to type? And I said, sure. She said, well, you go up to Essendon Tech and you enroll in the night class and you learn to type and I'll get you a job. So I went back and I said, Mum, Pat's getting me a job, and that's it, you know. So she said, "All right, well, if you if you're getting a job, you got to have a job, you know. Otherwise, you go back to school." So, oh. so I went and enrolled, started the course, and I got a job as a junior typist at BBB Mattress Company in South Melbourne. BBB Bust and Bill's Brothers. That was <laughs> the three Bs. That that was their trade. BBB. So the first twelve. I want to ask you. Yeah. I want to ask yeah, you a question. I've yeah, always been interested in on, mattresses. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like yeah. the horizontal. Yeah. I'm practicing for when I'm dead, you know. But so, did you ever go to the factory? What factory? The mattress factory. It was there. It was in in Sturt Street. South but did you actually go inside where they were making? Or were you yeah, always in the front yeah. office? No, 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 no. I went all around the tell place. Us, tell us how it worked. What was what, what, what oh, went on? Well, they were handmade in those days. That's what I'm saying. You yeah, tell us about yeah, it. Yeah. No, oh, well, I I can't tell you the whole process. No, no, no. But, but they used to, they have the springs and they then they have this sort of um, uh, like a um, oh, core stuff yeah, that they yeah. used to put all around the springs and that and then they had a machine that went and stitched them all up oh, all around. And yeah. then they had a big slide thing that they slid them down this slide thing wow. and loaded them into the back of the truck. truck. The truck backed into That's Sturt it. Street yeah. and that was it. So yeah. it was all hand done? Yeah. And yeah. all locally made? Oh, yeah, yeah, all locally made. Right. All, so yeah. provide a lot of employment for people yeah. in the area. They actually built, um, 
What was his name? Billy Billy Graham that came out. Oh, of right. He was yeah, about. He was tall. Apparently, yeah. he was uh, more than so. an average size. Yeah. You know. So they built an ex- a special bed for him. Uh, he was staying staying at the Hotel Australia, I think, right. and they they ordered this this tall, mm. this long bed, mm. so that he wouldn't hang over the side. So what were you, fourteen, fifteen, when you started work there? I was fourteen. Yeah, uh, and, and I was went there as a junior typist. Right. And the first two years, I had a wire basket, mm. and I would go around and ask everybody what they wanted for morning tea. Right. Arrived <laughs> on a bit of paper. Yep. Go up to the shop, yep. pick up the mail, yep. get the morning tea, mm. bring it back, make mm. the cup of tea, deliver the tea to everybody, mm. deliver their morning tea to them, and then by that time it was time to just about open the mail and then go back and get the lunch orders. So I'd go back and get the lunch orders. So they'd come back down, afternoon tea, the same thing. So I did that for two years, you know. So you didn't do much <laughs> As typing. As a junior typist. You, you didn't know? do much typing. No, no yeah. typing at all. But, yeah. I, but I look, it was fun. I liked it, you know. Yeah. And uh, I earned £4.09 shillings and that's, I took it all home to mum. That is good wages. Yeah, it was good wages. That is it very good, good wages for, for a girl. young girl. Exactly, yeah. In those days. Yeah, I remember yeah. my father was earning... Five pounds, right. and he was work, working on the walls as a lumper. Really, yeah, but that was that. that he was telling. I don't, I don't remember. He was telling me when he first came. Yeah, 50, 51, 52, yeah. and you're, you're out there in fifty six, fifty seven, and you. As a, a 14 year old making, so what, what happened to all the money? Did it all go into housekeeping for your mum or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you just took a, a little pay packet. Down. I got, I got, um, uh, I got fifty cents. Five shillings back, right. and that bought my hairspray and my bus fares and my tram fares and that, that to get it. to work. And that was no it. stockings, stockings, pantyhose, no. and no entertainment. Oh God, no, no, <laughs> no. no, entertainment didn't start till I. Um, <laughs> that's another story. Um, well, tell us about my, it. My girlfriend's. My, uh, there was five Pams in our street, five and three Pams. of us were all friends, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, these are the three Pams. That th- this is the three. These the police are the three were that after. Police yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, so um, we. Um, Pam. The other two Pams' birthdays were before mine, mm. and so they were already ready they're always allowed to go to the dance mm. and i wasn't you know yeah. mum said no when she turns 16 she can go yes, to the dance yes. so my birthday's on the wednesday joe mm. mm-hmm. they're going on the saturday night and pam lacy said to me oh surely your mum will let you come to the dance you know and i said no i bet she won't <laughs> she said oh no she will go yeah. and go and ask i said no i won't ask you go and ask her yeah. the answer was she turns 16 on Wednesday, she can go on next Saturday okay. night. Yeah. That was yeah. it. That yeah. was yeah. <laughs> she was tough. You know? yeah. Yeah. So then we used to go to the Mooney Ponds Town Hall, right. and then I found the jazz dance around the corner, and there's no way they could drag me out of the jazz dance when I fa- once I le- heard that, that jazz music. and right. Yeah, so I became a jazz fan then. Uh, yeah. I'm still every, a jazz fan. Did you go every Saturday? Yep. Yeah. We'd walk down Puckle Street and they'd say, now we're going to the town hall, aren't we? And I'd say, yep, yep, yeah. yep. And then we'd get to the bottom and they'd say, are you coming to the town hall? I'd say, no, I'm going to the jazz yes, dance. Yes, they'd yes. go, oh, do we have to go to the jazz dance? I said, no, you can go to the town hall if you like. No, we've got to go with you. So they'd come to the jazz dance yes. with me. Right. <laughs> were, you, were, you, were you a good dancer? Um, I enjoyed dancing, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. I loved it, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So this sounds reasonably idyllic. So what happened? With what? Well, you turned 18, the police were chasing you, <laughs> and you left the job at the mattress factory? Uh, yes, I did leave the job at the mattress factory. Um, where I used to open the mail up, there was a switchboard, mm. and the telephonist used to help me open the mail, and I fell in love with the switchboard, and I 
said to her, will you teach me how to mm. work the switchboard? So she did. And um, I wanted a job as a telephonist then. Mm. And in those days, you'll remember this, you could you could pick out about 20 jobs you and say, oh, yeah. I'll go for that one, I'll go for that one, I'll go for that one. Not, right. not like today, no, you no, know, where you've right. got yeah. to take whatever comes along. Yeah. So um, there was a job at um, Dural Leeds, which was a, a Venetian blind factory mm. in Epsom Road, Ascot Vale, oh, which was yeah. close to home. Mm. So I applied for that. And I got the job. So, um, and they were shifting at in those days. They were shifting to East Keela or mm. no Nidri, Keela, Nidri Keela, out yeah. that way, you yeah. know, out yeah. on the highway. Yeah, out in the, out in the farmland. Yeah, yeah. Days. So, but in the, when they when they started in Ascot Vale, all mm. the, all the boys that were now the directors of the company, they used to go out, measure up the windows, come mm. back, make the blinds, yeah. put them in the back of the truck and take them and fit them. Mm. But by this stage, they've got bigger and bigger and bigger and they end up being taken over by a company called Luxaflex. Oh, yes. And so I moved over there. And uh, mm. But I shifted jobs. Or, you know, I, I used to change jobs every two years or something, you know, mm. because you could mm. in those days. Mm. So I went to Maya. Everybody, I think, has worked at Meyer at some stage well, of their do, life. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. If, you work, if you live in Melbourne, you work at Meyer. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was fun too. And, um, yeah, so what did I do from there? I got married, which was a disaster. You got married. Yeah. <laughs> a disaster. It lasted about <laughs> 18 months. <laughs> it must have been lust, not love, was it? No, it It was just, it was just, do you know what I really believe? I think it was to get out of home, you know, to just have your own home and and not realise that, you know, this is going to be forever and this person might might not be the person that you're going to be suited to. And so, yeah, so pretty emotional in those days. Um, I walked away from the marriage. He didn't. Mm. And um, uh, so I... um, I was working at Repco by then and uh, had a few friends there. I had a girlfriend that was on the switchboard with me and um, so we flattered together and then we decided we'd go to Queensland. So we went to Surface Paradise. So, what year? Uh, oh, God. I've been to Surface Paradise so many times I can't remember. 64, uh, I was probably about, by this stage, I'm about 28 26, yeah. 27, 28. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. You could have been one of those young women I was looking at when I was a. Uh, were you a up there too, six, were you? Oh, well, I lived right. in Brisbane. I was a pimply 16 year old. We'd well, always I go had, down to surface well, I in had, the mid 60s. I had, the, <laughs> I had the job in those days. You weren't a metre maid, were you? No, no, no. right, okay. I was working at the service station on the corner of Vista Street and um, yeah. they had a car wash. Oh, yeah. And they gave me a chamois. Mm-hmm. And wear your bikini tomorrow, and I right. dried off the cars, cars. <laughs> every morning. morning yeah. And I finished at lunchtime, and I went to the beach every afternoon, afternoon. and yeah. laid on the yeah. beach. It was yeah. just fantastic. Yeah. I just had a ball. Yeah. And then a silly goose that lived below us in the, in the apartment below us kept saying to me, "I want you to come to the army camp. I want you to come to the army camp. I want you to meet this man. I want you to meet." I thought, "I don't want to meet a man. You know, I just, that's the last thing I want to do." But anyway, yeah. I went and met this man and ended up marrying him. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, so that's 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 life. Yeah. Can yeah. I ask whether this one lasted? Yes, it lasted ah. uh, seventeen years. Right. Yeah. Did your husband die? Did he? He died at fifty-eight, yeah. but he'd we'd already separated by then. By yeah, then. Yeah, right. yeah. I, 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 
I think he had post-traumatic stress. Right. I really do. There are a lot, lot of men like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and I, I really do. And yeah. yeah, I mean, can I bag the army? Yeah, can of I bag them? You can bag wherever you like. They bring them back from Vietnam and from mm. other places and from mm. Borneo and all these yeah. places. They yeah. don't give them any counselling. They don't give the Not families any counselling. They walk in on a Friday morning, yeah. drop their bag and say, I'll be back tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no, hang on a minute, there's a happy hour tonight. Yeah. I'll be back later tonight, you know. Yeah. Well, later yeah. tonight at SAS turns yeah. out to be Sunday afternoon, you know. Yeah. So yeah. they've just come home, the kids right. are waiting to see them and all this right. sort of thing, you know, and yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think a lot of men in the same. My father was in the same situation. You only notice it later on because yes. you notice they were short and sometimes they'd be angry. Exactly. And yeah. they would yeah. have patience. And and, and the, the, the the night sweats. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. like yeah. it's like a malaria thing. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I used to get yeah. orders thrown at me in the middle of the night. You know, yeah. get behind that tree, do yeah. this, do that. I yeah. think, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that you know most yeah. of them go, and most of our friends. I mean. Mm. Barry was in SAS for oh, now. I've given up the name that everybody knows him. So, yeah. him, but he was in SAS for a long time, time. Yes. and then he went back to SAS from Canungra. Right. Um, and um, I just think it's a tough life. You know, he, he, they can't be single. They've got to be married because that sort of balances them out sort of you know mm. but but they should be single because mm. they haven't yeah. got time for anybody else you no, know they're no. professional soldiers yeah. that's all they think yeah. about you that's know? right and in those days you know you came back from borneo or malaysia yeah. during yeah. emergency yeah. or vietnam yeah. Yeah. you get on a you'd be, you know you've been in the midst of horrors for months exactly get on a plane and they drop you off yeah. And you could make your way home and you say, I'm, I'm back, darling. Yeah, well, when you I know? met, when I yeah. met him, he'd just come back from Vietnam and I, yeah. uh, you know, here's this gullible young girl from Melbourne that doesn't know anything about soldiers or anything. Cause my mother used to say to me, don't ever marry a military man, you know, no. because of her experience. I'll cut your throat if you ever marry a military man. So I used to write back and say, Mum, I've met a lovely man, you know. <laughs> She'd say, what does he do? And I'd just ignore that question. You know, I think if I get him down there and she can meet him, she'll know he's the nice man, you know. Right. But anyway, right. um, right. yeah, so um, I'd go up to the mess and there'd be three or four of them all standing at the at the bar, bar yeah, you know, yeah. and... And they'd be talking about, oh, I wonder whether there's going to be another war. And I think, oh, horrors of all horrors. You know, why yeah. are they talking like that? But that was what they were used to. You know, they'd had that for right. two or three years, mm. didn't know anything else. And all of a sudden, yeah. they're, they're in a, a lost world. Yeah, civilian, they're lost. Oh, and not, no respect. And he used to be terrible. Yeah. Uh, somebody was sitting next to him, it, you know, it, oh. it, and they said the wrong thing. Yeah. He'd push him off the stool, you know, and I was like, why did you do that? Oh, he's talking about Vietnam. He doesn't know anything about it. And I said, yeah. but he might have. He might have been there, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, 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 there's a lot of things, you so know, you a lot any, of things. Did you have any children? I did. I had a beautiful son. Right. Just a lovely, lovely, lovely son. Oh. Um, and um, he's, um, he's into cricket. He's a mad cricketer. He's right. a cricket coach. and oh, uh, that's good. And he's... A loving person mm. um, because I taught him to love mm-hmm. and he's got two adorable children so I've got two grandchildren mm. and I've also got two stepchildren my husband okay. had two children from right. his first marriage right. and um, they're in their 50s now so right. yeah so and, I and bought them up from when, so when we were married you still see them or yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I still see and um, the boys are strange from us all yes. um, and, but the girl um, she's um, 
she's got uh, mental problems mm. and um, she, she's just come back into the fold. Uh, she was homeless before Christmas and we mm. went through the circles of trying to oh, get her a home, yes. uh, in, especially in supported residential services. Yes. You know, so Lucky I had good friends at uh, different places and they mm. just said to me, you go mm. down there and you sit there and you tell them you're not leaving until they do exactly. something for you. That's and right. that's what we did. Yeah, and we got right. her into a really nice place and well, she's really good. good there. So it's yeah. not what you know who you know. <sighs> sure is, yeah. sure is. I didn't really know. I, it opened my eyes completely. I just thought that, you know, we'd go down to Centrelink and I'd say, you know, look, she's homeless and, uh, yeah, you can laugh, you can laugh. And she, they said, oh, well, oh, yeah. we'll take her off the, the, uh, yeah. rental rebate. That's uh, right. That's the first they take the money and away. Go, um, well, excuse me. What else are you right. going to do? do and, yeah. and we'll, well, when she gets a house, we'll put her back onto the that's rental true. rebate. And I thought, hang on a minute. Yeah. And I said, hey, is there anything else that you can do? He said, no. Yeah. And I said, well, what about public housing? Because at this stage yeah, I didn't realise yeah. that she needed somebody yeah. to look after her, you know. Yeah. And uh, he said, oh, it's upstairs. So I go upstairs <laughs> with her and uh, this chap says, can I help you? And I said, well, um, we're looking for a house for my daughter who's um, um, intellectually disabled. And he said... Um, uh, well, where did you live before? She said, Deer Park. I thought, oh, here we go again. Oh, no, well, we can't give you anything around here because we're in Paran at this stage. Right. And uh, I said, uh, public housing you can get anywhere. He said, oh, this is not public housing, lady. Yeah. I said, what is it? He said, it's um, launch, House. launch housing or something. something. And I said... Well, I asked the fellow downstairs for public... He said, no, they haven't been here for two years. Yeah. And I, thought, I felt like going back downstairs and punching the fellow downstairs yeah. in the nose and saying, yeah. do your job, you know, right. learn learn what's going on around the place. Well, it, yeah. it, uh, so, it's, there's this huge confusion. People think uh, social housing, affordable housing is the same as public housing, but it isn't. Look, it's uh, 4.35. We're uh, chatting. We don't interview people on Radical Australia. We <laughs> chat with them. I'm glad. To Pamela Anne with an E because she's a Protestant. <laughs> Young about her life. You shouldn't have told him that, should I? No, you should never tell me anything. <laughs> because incorrigible. I mean, thank you very much. That's the best compliment I've had all day. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been called an old fart. I've been called a miserable old man. I've been called a contrarian. <laughs> incorrigible, I'll accept, is the best thing I've been called today. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. So, what have you been doing the last few decade or so? Oh God, what I haven't, what haven't I been? Well, doing? tell us what you've been doing. That you can tell us. Um, well, I've been, as I said to you before, um, I've been on community radio for the mm. last sixteen years. What station? Um, I started at ninety-six point five Inner FM in Heidelberg. Mm. My girlfriend rang me up one day, said, "You're retired. You're not doing anything. How about help me out with a radio sign?" Mm. So I go over there. She, she, I said, "Where is it?" She said, "We're in Gaul." Okay, okay. I live in Armadale, okay. Mm. And <laughs> she said, "Yeah, I know. You know, you know. Just help me out because I'm working full time, and I've told him I'll do this radio sign, and I can't be there." Mm. Okay, I'll go over there. So I go over there. Now you know what radio stations are like. There's, they've got two shop fronts. Yep. There's a fellow sitting in one studio, and mm. he's not going to eye contact me because he doesn't want me to, to disturb him. Okay. 
The other fellow's in the other one. He's on air, so I'm no, no not to disturb him. The phone's ringing profusely. Yep. Yeah. Then the other phone starts ringing profusely. I thought, where are all these people? I thought I was going over to one of those, you know, Channel 7. Oh, right air phone things. You were it. You were it. I was it. Yeah. I was it. But I wasn't only it for that day. I was uh, it for the whole week. You uh, know? Your, friend, your friend didn't tell you that. <laughs> no. So I grabbed a bit of paper out of my bag and I started writing on this bit of paper. And about an hour later, a bloke come in and he says, oh, you're the lady that's running our Radio phone, here's the forms, you know, so I've got the forms. So I started filling out the forms. I got an A4 box and put it upside down and threw all the forms in it as they came through, all the pledges and that, you know. So, yeah, so after that, um, they said to me, you know, uh, would you like to answer the phones Mm. for Ronnie on a Saturday? Because Ronnie used to get about 30 or 40 phone calls. And I said, oh, that's right up my alley. I'd love that, you know. So I started doing that. And then they conned me into learning how to go on air and that, you know, yeah. and so I was there about six and a half years, but I burnt myself out. What on air? What, what were you doing on air? I was doing breakfast, mm. and they started breakfast at five o'clock in the morning, right. so I'd be driving from Armadale, Armadale right. at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, I did a morning magazine program, right. and I did the beautiful Nice and Easy on Friday night, Friday three hours of right. Jack Jones. So were you doing morning so. five days a week? Yeah, a couple of times. Five a.m. to nine a.m. Yeah, a couple of times I did. Did yeah. you have? Did you? Did you have any assistance? No. Just no. I, mean, we, I, I didn't have somebody like this pressing buttons for you, Joe. I had yeah, to do but, it all myself. Yeah, but Pam, I'm a star. <laughs> That's what I need. Somebody to press buttons. I'm the John Laws of community radio. <laughs> I cannot. No, you haven't. You haven't got the gold headphones, so you can't uh, be that. I, I cannot press a button. How could I press a button and interview you at the same time? True. I true. need you to need, concentrate you need, on you. you, need, you, yeah, you, know? you, need, you, you need. I need to give you my 100% of my attention. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I think think I'm the only person who doesn't actually press buttons here at the radio station. Except from Kevin Healy, I think. (laughs) Kevin, and he's about my, he's a bit older, he's about your age. He doesn't press buttons. He doesn't press buttons either. So you burnt yourself out and so what did you do then? Well, yeah, so I I decided then, uh, I don't want to have anything to do with radio for Mm. a while, you know. Mm. And in the meantime, I'd moved into social housing, or which is called community housing now, mm. um, in Armadale, right. uh, a place called Glenlock. Mm. Um, I'd been going over there to pick up a lady. I used to listen to all-night radio because I've got narcolepsy. And do you know what narcolepsy is? I know what it is, but could you explain to people what narcolepsy is? Narcolepsy is is uncontrollable sleep. Uh, when, When you get tired... You think, oh, I'll go to bed early tonight. When my brain gets tired, um, because of the chemical imbalance, it just flop. I'm I'm asleep and that's Mm. it, you know. Mm. So um, I was listening to Keith McGowan, Mm. and as rude as what he used to be. Anyway, um, this lady came on and she said that she had narcolepsy and her name was Pam and she lived in Armadale. (laughs) And I thought, this is... This, this is, is too this much. This is unreal. So I rang, I rang Keith back and yeah. Keith, I said to Keith, is that fair, fair dinkum? I mean, and he said, yeah, I'll get her phone number for you. Well, yeah. he got her phone number and she rang me and we talked for five hours. Right. And she said to me, I love jazz, but I can't get out to it. And I said, well, I can come and pick you up. So I started to come and pick this lady up and take her to you jazz. You know what you just did? You reinvented your childhood, mm. the three Pams. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We only had two this time. <laughs> That's right. So, One short. Yeah, so we used to go to the um, Hotel Oz in North Melbourne. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, Bev Sheen used to sing there, with, mm. uh, and Frankie Gale used to be there on a Sunday. Mm. And um, 
And this place, this Glenlock, was a lovely place. It had beautiful gardens and just just little bed sits, you know. And uh, so when I, because um, I worked in after going back to my working, I started to work when I got married to yep. Barry um, because he was in the army nobody would give me a job they'd say oh your husband you're only going to be here two years yes, you know right, you, yeah. you're off and that's it you know? yeah. and so I started working as a temp mm-hmm. and I loved it I just loved working as a temp so when I came back to in, Melbourne in, in office work in yeah. office work yeah, yeah. Um, my girlfriend ran a, a temp agency right. and she used to send me into places as a troubleshooter right. you know if somebody had gone in there and they'd left in tears and that she'd say, go over there and see what's wrong. You know? mm. And nine times out of ten, I'd make friends with the person that she'd sent this other person out in tears. But, yeah. um, but, and then we'd get somebody else. We'd, you know, mm. I'd say, well, mm. that person's not right for the job. You right. know, but they need somebody like this. So, that. so we'd get somebody and put him into the job. And um, I did that for, oh, probably 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Right. But in those days... That industry didn't have any superannuation or anything. Right. So, because my husband's left, mm. he's took up with a 23-year-old. Mm. She's got his army pension yeah. when he's died. Yeah. I'm left with nothing. Nothing. Right. No right. superannuation, no nothing. Nothing. So, I ended up on the pension, of course. Right. And that's, that, that's when I said, oh, well, I'll go and see whether I can get into this Glenlock. And I did. I've got right. a bed sit now. I've been there 19 years now. 19 years. Yep. Yep. And you're yep. quite happy there? Yes. I know yes. you can't say much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was really happy. It's been a lovely place and it had a lovely feel, but um, management's gone to turn sort of corporation sort yeah, of. Yeah, well, that's what's happened in that sector. Exactly, yeah. They've all yeah. gone corporate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's changed. It's not yeah. the same. But, but I'm still happy. Yeah. I've shifted into a smaller place mm. and I've got a little garden outside and I've got a little patio mm. so I can walk out you, into the garden. You still feel the security that you're not going to be evicted at any time? Exactly. That's, that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's thing. the thing. Yeah. And I feel safe. Mm. You know, I can go out of a night mm. and um, come home and drive into the, into to the driveway and I feel like the environment is safe, safe around me, yeah, right, which is good. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, but being yeah. elderly and single is not easy. It's not. Especially if you're a woman. It's not. It's no, not easy. No, it's very no. hard. And that's the only thing that I sort of steered clear of public housing because of the I didn't want to be locked into my flat. I had a friend that's um, mother would not go out of a night time. She'd lock herself in at five o'clock of a night and she wouldn't go out till mm. nine o'clock the mm. next morning, you know. And mm. I thought, I don't want that. I want to be mm. able to go out when I feel like going out. Right, you know, so. right. Yeah, right. so I was lucky enough to find this because they're, they're well-kept secrets. Oh, they're very well-kept secrets. Exactly, yeah. So, so what have you been doing over the last year or so? Uh, the last year or so I've got involved with two different organisations, the mm. Housing uh, Action Group, the right. Housing for the Aged Action Group. Right. Uh, and I Tell host, us about that. Tell us I, about that. Well, um, that's, uh, they do wonderful things. They do like what? Like what? Well, they find houses for people. That what, are for old people? Yeah. For elderly people? Yeah. That's yeah. disgusting. No, it's not. It's great. No, it's disgusting. They found they? 24, they housed 24 people last month. Did they? Yeah. How yeah. do they do that? Well, they've got outreach workers right. and they go out and they, they beg, borrow and steal mm. and they find places for people. Mm. And um, last month they even, um, I don't know how they did it, but uh, there's a... a, a Property over in um, over in the west mm-hmm. that's um, been empty for about twelve months. Right. He wanted to make millions and millions and millions of dollars, and yeah. he's just got an empty building. And mm-hmm. they talked him into renting out 
through apartments to them. Before, and yeah, before it gets developed, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's and what they're doing. Yeah, that's what they do. They're looking, they're looking in the private sector. Yeah, and well, the, and also they've, you know, they, we've, they've put people into the mm. man next to me. They put him into uh, Glenlock. Mm. Um, so they they use Glenlock when they can. They use um, Catholic Homes. They use mm. um, mm. Uh, Winteringham. So how did you get involved with them? Uh, how did I get involved? Oh, <laughs> one of the girls from Glenlock. Mm. Um, she just said to me one day, um, would you come to a meeting? We need, we need people to come to the meeting, the general mm. meeting, because mm. they were changing committee. Right. And so being me, I went into the meeting and, of course, I ended up the secretary, didn't I? Well, you could type. <laughs> you went to college. <laughs> Those sort of secretaries don't type, mate. I know that. I know that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, on the, I'm, I'm on the committee of management. On the committee of management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what does that entail? Well, it doesn't tell a lot. It's the best secretary job I ever had because I was on the secretary. Uh, I was secretary on, on each of the committees of um, of the radio stations I was at. What, and was the other, what was the other radio station? Oh, I was at Golden Days. Golden Days, yeah, you know, right. for the oldies. Yeah. And um, and then I went to Southern FM. I was doing a jazz program at Southern right, FM on right. a Saturday night. You know, right, yeah, right. So, a bit of, yeah. A bit promiscuous as far as radio stations are concerned. I know. I've, I know. I've been at the same one for forty four years. Oh, have you? Yes. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Well. Well, yeah. No. Well, no, I just I, I just knew when it was time to move. Well, I actually I didn't. What, they, didn't they didn't give you a marching orders. No, no, no. You I can't. Did. You can't get thrown out of a. No, of course you can't. You because can't, if they could, I would have been out years ago. <laughs> I um no um when I left um, um one of the chaps at um, Glenlock, he's yeah. he, older fellow, you know, yeah. that I was very friendly with. He said to me, there's 20 stairs at Golden Days. They've shifted into new studios and I've got to get up the stairs to pay my membership. Can, mm. Will you take me over there and yeah. help me up the stairs? And I said, yeah, sure, Maurice. Yeah. So I said, but just don't tell anyone that I've Got radio experience. I've, I've been at a radio station, you know, because yeah. at that stage I sort of really didn't want to go back to radio. Yeah. So we go over there and, and the president comes out and, oh, hello, would you like to look through the studios, you know, and the studios were, they're, they're no, state of the art, they really are. Uh, look, I can compare to uh, this exactly, studio. Exactly, exactly. Is this when state I of came, the art? Is when this I came here and I saw the knobs, I thought, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> well, that's why we have a radio fine. We did well, very well this well, year. Yes. Radical Australia. But yes. you, look, this is not state of the art. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. But, I, but it still it sounds works. the same. It's it exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah it, it still works, sounds it the same. But we actually got better content. Sorry. <laughs> We've got you. We've got better content. <laughs> yeah, well, we weren't allowed to do interviews at Golden Days. It was very, very restrictive, well, very yeah. regimented. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had to re- do it off a playlist. And, a playlist. And so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. what happened was um, one of the fellows said, you know, I know you. You used to be on radio, so and yeah, and station manager. And he said, uh, we go on air. And I go, no, no, no. Yeah. I'll come and answer your phones and I'll talk to your people and, you yeah. know, and uh, but no, no, no. So he, he said, oh, please. And I said, no. And then they wanted to do a radiothon. So I said, look, I've done a radiothon, so I know what it's like. Yeah. And uh, I said, I'll do your radiothon for you. Yeah. So they never had one. Yeah. So they got uh, nothing like what you guys get, but they got $43,000. Yeah. And you know what? The listeners that they had, being all oldies and that, that money was in the bank within three weeks. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, yeah, all yeah. the checks came in. They write yeah. their checks straight away and send it all off. Well, know, that's so. because, you know, they, they, they made a pledge and they'll keep it. Exactly. That's because exactly. they come from that generation. Exactly, exactly. So, so what's yeah. the other thing you're involved in? You said... Um, I'm involved in Nitinokus. 
not. Excuse me. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Not not a knickers. I just want. I just want you to remember. There are school kids listening to this program. <laughs> They've been driven home by their parents. And this is a health issue, Joe, so it you shouldn't have to worry issue. about it. No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. I bought you some in, Joe. <laughs> yeah, hang on, hang on. I'm a bit confused. <laughs> I'm very, very confused. And I have been warned about doing Benny Hill jokes, all right? Now, it's knitted what? Knitted knockers. Now, how did you get involved with this criminal organisation? <laughs> what happened? I was reading the seniors' newspaper. Y- well, that, that is a worry when you start reading this. It's like paper. the truth, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, and um, there was this article about this lady, Cheryl Webster, mm-hmm. and how she'd started this Knitted Knockers organisation um, for uh, breast cancer survivors mm-hmm. that had had mastectomies, right. not re- reconstruction, right. and they um, needed... Um, Something because right. they didn't like the hard prosthesis that they no, had to wear. Very, you know. very difficult. And, yeah. you, and you get radiotherapy yeah. and you get pressure areas. Exactly. And sores yeah. And well, oh, and also unpleasant. one of the nurses yeah. was telling me she yeah. works with violent people, right. and she said she was always scared somebody would push her, and you know, with these hard things on, she'd harm, yeah. do some harm. Yeah. So anyway, Cheryl. Um, through the Burwood neighbourhood house, mm. she started to thirteen years ago. She started with another lady to. Um, Invent a pattern. Um, it's it, they they are in America. She got uh, information from America that, but she didn't like what they were doing. The sort of thing. I mean, uh, some some of them they put these mm-hmm. horrible bright pink nipples on them and all this sort of thing. These these are very subtle, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're big because they they they're my size, you know. But uh, they make them all different sizes and sixteen double D, I reckon. No, I'll try again. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite 22. Not quite 22. All right, okay. They're a G. They're a G. They're a G. And um, so what happens with these is um, Mm. they're soft. Um, They're very soft. They're made of of Bendigo um, cotton. It's a, and it's, and they're yeah. they're quality controlled. Every one of them, they've got fourteen hundred knitters, registered knitters. And if you want to work for them, you have to register. You have to go to the um, to the website, which is um, Knitted Knockers Australia. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just rang her up and I just said, you know, I'm really interested um, in. Um, what you do, um, and I'm a knitter, and I didn't know whether I wanted to knit or what, and she said, look, I've got heaps of knitters, I don't need knitters, and I, so yeah. I went over there, and she's run off her feet, she's right. just a, one right. lady that's, she's doing it's, all just, the it's just magnified, you know, right. so I said, look, I'd love to help you, so I'm the um, fundraiser. Because she doesn't get money from anyone apart from donations here, there, and everywhere. Right. She does. She goes and does talks at different places. So, so all the people who are knitting are volunteers. Are all volunteers? Yeah, and, and, and it's all free. And where does the yarn come from? From for, we provide the the yarn, and and, and you've got to buy the yarn. Yes, yes, we have to buy the yarn. It's good quality yarn. It's yeah, not, it's yeah. Not, it's not your usual no, it's from garbage. Bendigo. It's from Bendigo. It's yeah. cotton, 100% cotton. Right. Because cotton's softer and it also washes better. Yeah. And it breathes on your skin too. Exactly, exactly, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, and people even swim with, with, with those, you know. Yeah. And you know, we, we went up to Alexandria the other week to a um, tea cosy exhibition up there. Right. We went across the road to a little shop. It was like a Pandora's box. Yeah. And there was a lady sitting behind the counter. Because 
I can't help myself, you know, I start talking to her and that, you know, and I said, I want some knitting needles and that, you know, and I want some wool and I want this and I want that because I'm with knitted knockers and blah, 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 blah. And she said, oh, she said, I've just had a mastectomy. She said, I've just, I'm just still going through my chemo. Mm. And lucky Kath, who was with me, had a, uh, a pair in the car right, that right. fitted her. Yeah. And so we signed her up. We registered Fit, her there right, and then. Right. And, uh, and, you know, when she put this little little prosthesis into her bra, her little face lit up, you know. Mm. She, and mm. she sort of looked like she was feminine again, you know. Mm. And mm. I thought, well, it, that's what it does for people. You know, I don't know what that feeling's like, but mm. I can imagine it must, be, it must be really, really lovely to be able to, mm. to have something, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it, it always, I mean, I've, I've been involved in surgery uh, over the years, and it's, it's, when you do that type of surgery, people always feel that people, even if you can't see anything, they feel that people are judging them and exactly, looking at them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Even if you've got something like this, yeah. it gives you that uh, It gives you that feeling of, like you said, when you drive into your driveway, yep. you've got that feeling of security. Yep. It gives you a feeling e- of security because exactly. you feel the same as everybody exactly. else and nobody's actually, although they're not looking at you, you just get that impression yeah. that people may yeah. be looking at yeah. you and, may, yeah. and making judgments. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And uh, Cheryl, she won the Achievers Award uh, last year from... Right. Um, uh, from the VicGov. Mm. Um, oh, they give her any cash at least? No. Just no, the, just a little just, certificate. Yeah, yeah. Typical, isn't it? Yeah, so we're, we're, yeah. we're madly trying to make money at the moment. We're having a stall at Knox Shopping Centre next Saturday. Right. We're going, next month is um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Right. So we're having a, um, right. a high tea. Right. And uh, we're going to charge $10 and, and we're where, going to invite people. That, that'll be at the Burwood Neighbourhood House right. in Church Street, Burwood. And yeah. what day is that going to That's be? That's going to be uh, Friday the 18th of mm, October. October. Yeah. Right. So if they, and they have to book. So if they want to mm. book, they can ring the Burwood Neighbourhood House and book with them. Um, they've taken on, um, they, they've given Cheryl the sort of like, you know, well, you can use this place um, mm. for your um, as as a sort of like as yeah. a um, like well, a partnership sort of thing. We won't realise you've got you've got to make the thing. It's got to be posted to you. You've got to buy the yarn. Yep. Then you've got to put it in a presentable you know packaging. Oh, yep. You've got to post it. Yep. Yep. And, and we're talking about thousands, not. Oh, yeah. Thousands, yeah. thousands. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a, um, the Albany branch. See, there's 40 odd branches all mm. around Australia right, right now. Right. And there's 1,400 knitters. So, right. you know, she's done really well in. So what, just you two are running the whole no, organization? No, 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 no. In terms of doing the paperwork and the postage and No, no, no. There's other girls do that. Right, right. There's a girl who does quality control. She, right. she sews them all up and she right. stuffs them all. They right. only knit them. They right. send them, send them uh, to us knitted. Right. And then they're all, Made up like this, this, and then and, and, what, and what do you put inside? Um, it's a, it's a special uh, filling that right. it comes from Spotlight, right. but it's um, they tried one and it got all, was all lumpy and that, yeah. so they they yeah. now yeah. found no, one that's very, really good, very yeah. very natural. Yeah, it no, it's really natural. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and mm. Um, mm. and because uh, we we're totally different to um, America or South Africa or any of those other yes, places yes. because we have such good quality control mm. and we we make sure that they're all 
uniform. They all, they all come to a central point to be filled, yep, do they? Yep, right, yep. Okay. And they're all, they all, yeah. all sent out. They're, they're sent out from branches. We've right. got branches um, right. Bendigo, Ballarat, right. um, Albany. And we just had, the ABC did a, um, um, thing at Albany and mm. she's mm. had hundreds and hundreds of emails all from all over the, the place right. saying yeah. I want them I want them I want them which yeah. is great yeah. and that's that's what we're about public awareness yeah. you know letting people know we're there all and right. that's this is what we're doing so if they go um, to their website and they put in knitted knockers australia mm. and there's a little pink bra thing yep, yep. and click on that and they can register and they can say they want if they want prosthesis mm. if they want to become a volunteer yep. we don't need any knitters we've got no, heaps of knitters no, no. Um, but you know we do need help with anything you know or if they want to give and a donation if, and even. if you don't do email yep you can uh, uh, they can phone you can phone on 0398086292 or you can write to post office box 241 Burwood 3-1, I've forgotten the rest of it. 3-1, oh. hang on, I don't want to open this. Burwood 3-1-2-5. Now, I'd like to thank you for coming to the studio. You're Pamela, very welcome. And with an E, Young. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about you is that you've had a very useful life. You've made a difference to a lot of people during well, your lifetime, so. especially so. all those young men that were watching you <laughs> with the chamois cloth and surface. What down their car? And I could have been one of them. Who knows? I've got a vague recollection, Pam, but uh, as you're fully clothed, I can't remember. But seriously, this oh, is oh, seventy years ago too, or not seventy, but fifty years yeah, ago. This is this is an extraordinarily. Uh, Important. Uh, well, I feel like I'm doing something. You're involved in. Yeah, in, you know, know. I, f- I feel now with mm. the co- community radio, I loved it, but yeah. you know, it was it's sort different. of self, it's self, self yeah. satisfaction. Yeah, yeah exactly. But this yeah. is about but other this people. This is not. This yeah, is it's not. It's not the type yeah. of thing I could do because this yeah. is about other yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all yeah. about me. <laughs> so, so thank you very much. Thank you, Dale. Uh, thank you, listeners. Listening next week, I'm sure we'll have another exciting, important person to see or to speak to. I ran into the hill.